Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guest is actress and cosplayer Elizabeth Ann Gamaz. Elizabeth majored in graphic design at Notre Dame of Maryland University and has appeared on stage, film, and television. Her first TV job being House of Cards. You can find her online at ElizabethGamaz.com. That's G-M-A-Z dot com. So I see she's on the line, so let me go ahead and bring her right on in. Good evening. Good evening. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Fantastic. Fantastic. So you're currently filming Fat Guy with a Shotgun playing that one so i play in fact guy with a shotgun i play um clara and rose um i'm absolutely loving um working on this production with um growth media productions with clinton darla gage it, um it's kind of been jokingly um described as a very profane christian film ever made and as a christian i can totally <laughs> tell you it's hilarious <laughs> yeah because they did shotgun mythos oh yes and i was part of that as well yeah, they've, they've done some amazing fantastic, stuff. Um, they're, so they're talk lost. about your audition process for that film. Um, for Fat Guy, um, I mean, it's a, it's a different um, role that I've done in the past. I tend to get a lot of action um, stuff since I do Filipino martial arts and I'm learning some Muay Thai. So I always tend to be that. So in this film, it's very different, very centered. I play um, a wife, you know, a mother. Um, but it, it's, it's been very rewarding. So I've enjoyed this part a lot. Now, be honest, which one is more fun to play? I mean, the the one that's more centered or the one where you get to kind of beat up the bad guys? Well, you know, I, I feel like every role that I get is has been um, beneficial with my career, but I, I do tend to like having the swords and running around and jumping on things. Um, that just seems to be I, – I like the action sequences, but I, I think every role that I get has, has in some way um, – you know, made my career better, I believe, I guess. Fantastic, fantastic. So you have another project, uh, Life. Talk about that one. Yes, so um, I'm working on, um, it's a short film um, from Silicon um, uh, Mango Studios. It's basically a love story with some twists, and I can't really say a lot about that one. Because we don't okay. want to show you. Don't want okay, to very good. <laughs> Yeah, now, you, there's uh, three voiceover gigs that you've done. I don't know if you've done more than that, but you've done at least uh, two or three of them there. So talk about how to book those, because, you know, a lot of people say, you know, how can I get into voiceover? So so how were you able to do that? Um, well, I was actually really lucky with those um, productions. Um, I was contacted by a production company in England who um, – who are just looking for people who love Star Wars because they're just um, they're animated films um, with uh, different Star Wars uh, characters, and they were like, "Hey, you know, would you like to do this?" But and I was like, "Of course!" It was it was a lot it was a lot of fun, um, but for voiceover, it, you know, it's hard because it's voiceover is very different than uh, being a theater actor, in my opinion, and then even a film actor. It's a, it's a totally different art form. Like, you would just think that, oh, yeah, I'm just going to talk in front of a mic, and I'm just going to start, like, oh, I, I'm just going to start acting. I'm like, no, it's very different. It's very straining on your throat. Um, it's a totally different exercise. Um, I I really recommend to a lot of actors that if they want to get into voiceover to start looking into classes 
because you know you're bringing your of course your acting talent into it but it's actually it's very different when you don't see anything other than the script and you're just talking to a mic absolutely absolutely so what's been your favorite role so far oh man that's really hard um Oh my gosh. You know, I, I just recently um, finished filming uh, Silent Sentinel with um, the production company uh, Crimes of the Art. So the director, um, Joe Jakevich. So basically, um, basically, it's a woman's suffrage film, and I got to play Doris Stevens. So it was based on the true story nice. when Doris Stevens went to visit Alice Paul in prison. And, you know, with the cur- current climate and everything going on, to be able to just kind of be in a film about women fighting just for their right to vote. It, it was, it was, um, it was incredible knowing that that's actually what, who you were playing actually happened. So um, I think recently that has to be some, one of the parts I've, I've, I really greatly enjoyed being a part of. Fantastic. So talk about your, your acting technique. How would you describe it? Uh, how would I describe that? Um, it's, it's, it's different for each role. I like to kind of center myself um, kind of in the corner of the room before, the, you know, the cameras turn on and, you know, have my, have my coffee because, of course, I have to have my Starbucks coffee. But, you know, I, I sit there and I just <laughs> stare at the script and, you know, I, I talk with the different actors. But it's all – I just like my moment of silence because once you get in front of the camera, that's it. You know, you'll be rushing back and forth to the scenes. You're getting ready for the fights or whatever you're doing. And, having that few minutes right before you're on camera where I could just kind of put my headphones on and just play some classical music. I find that it helps a lot. Yeah. So uh, going back to your training, who was your, your, uh, I mean, what, what's a uh, acting coach? That um, I think the uh, best, best um, acting coach that I, I was, uh, I went to a bunch of his workshops. So Tom Todoroff, so he comes down from uh, New York. He has a conservatory down there, and he comes down to D.C. And I always recommend to everyone, if you want to have an amazing acting coach, sit there and just totally wake you up on what you want to do with your life. Go to a Tom Totteroff a workshop. Um, he, he inspires you. He just makes you want to – I mean, because everyone wants you, – you're an actor you want to be on. You know, you want to do this for a living, and he just really helps you – Figure, figure yourself out, and he, if, you're, if you're one of the actors who presents in front of him, you're acting something, he's very critical um, of the way you're doing things because he's trying to teach you. Because everyone likes to say, oh, yeah, thumbs up. You know, family and friends, they're always going to be like, you're awesome. And I felt like with Mr. Potteroff, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you're, you're, you're a good person, but let me tell you what you're doing wrong so you can better yourself so you, casting directors want you. And so I, I, I think he definitely, Mr. Totteroff. Oh, okay. All right. So I know the Oscars are coming up. Uh, I don't know how closely you follow them, but uh, what would be some I, of I, your I, your picks uh, for Best Actress Oscar? Oh, my gosh. Um, I have to think. So to me, is um, I believe uh, Viola Davis is going for Best Supporting Actress. So yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of them out there. Natalie Port- Portman played Jackie. Yeah. Uh, then you had Emma Stone in La La Land. You had Meryl Streep, uh, Isabel oh, Hooper. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. 
Yeah, it's it's really hard to pick because you, you love them all. You're starting to sit there like, oh, but um, right now I know that I'm 100% rooting for Viola Davis. So I'm like, I really, but um, I, I love this year of the Oscars because I feel like this year is um, so much more diverse than the last last one. And I love seeing that so many people um, are getting nominated and actually recognized this year that were not recognized last year. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So um, now let's let's switch over to uh, cosplay. How did you get involved in cosplay? You do it very well. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I've, I've um, my mother always t- taught us how to sew since we were kids. So about 2011, you know, I got involved into Comic Cons because, of course, I'm a dork and I love my Comic Cons. Um, that I just decided, let me just start sewing some outfits. And ever since then, I mean, it's been years. I just I just love it cosplay and acting kind of like go together because I get to be the character. Like I, I, like I, I do a Cersei Lannister and I just totally get into the character where people are like, Oh, I can't stand you. Cause you're just like Cersei. And I'm like, yes, I've done it right. But, um, I, I think it's also helped a lot with doing the comic cons is I do a lot of costume designing too, for, um, films that they ask me to do theater plays. They'll be like, Hey, can you make something? And I'll be like, if I can, you know, of course the schedule permits it and right now I'm filming five movies so I can't help I can't help a lot of people right now but I love doing that and just making it from scratch and I can make my own patterns and and I I, I don't know costume designing for me is just so much fun and making costumes and going to conventions and seeing the little little kids faces light up if they see a Disney princess and they're like oh, are you in the are you a real princess and you just get a smile at the joy you bring these kids yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, I got to hit you with this. That was my very next question. I know you play, you cosplayed uh, Cersei Lannister, and, and you're going to a Game of Thrones concert uh, uh, later this week. So, I mean, what made you a fan of that show? Oh my gosh, I I think it's one of the. I'm just gonna be like, it is one of the best shows ever. But I I love. I love the depth of each character. I love how there's so many story plots going on at once, yet, at least for me, I never feel lost. I'm always, like, I'm very invested in the futures of each one of these people. So when, like, all these people end up dying, you know, I get emotionally hurt. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this person has died. The costumes, the music, and that's, like, one of the reasons um, I'm going to the concert is, I feel like the music is, is absolutely breathtaking. And just to sit there and be engrossed yeah. in um feel like you'll be part of the show just listening to the music but I, I love the different um layers of game of thrones from the like i said from the actors which are all phenomenal the the costumes the music the scenery it just it's pretty much all i mean, all and dragons come on dragons <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of history to the show i mean it's based on uh the war of the roses and there's all kinds of history and Wow, and I've I've even uh, gone back and listened to the audio books. It's amazing. So let's let's switch gears. I'm going to talk about your favorite man in the whole wide universe. Now, if you had the opportunity to act with Tom Hiddleston, who could you see yourself playing if you were in a movie with Tom Hiddleston? Well, seeing that I am such a Marvel dork, I would love an opportunity yeah. to be like Amora the Enchantress with Loki, and us just start blowing blowing stuff up. I think that would be a lot of fun. But of course that's the dork in me wanting to do comic books. But um yeah, I think I think Tom Middleton is, is his own I, I I have a lot of respect for him as an actor and you know, especially as Loki. Everyone knows I love Loki, but 
somebody who knows that many languages and can pull himself into a character. I mean, look at all the Marvel actors from Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, all the Chris's, Chris Pratt. <laughs> they have a lot of Chris's. But um, I, I love how they become the character, and, and then they can jump to a whole different genre. And, and I, I think Marvel has just totally outdone themselves with the casting decisions they've made. Yeah, we're getting a little bit off topic, but um, uh, what's your opinion on this whole business with, because I just saw Suicide Squad, and it's like the DC take on things is, God, it's just so dark, and there's so much humor and, and marvel. I mean, what what's your take on that? Which one, which franchise could you see yourself acting in? Um, So... I grew up on Marvel comics, so being in a Marvel film, I wouldn't even care if I was like that background person that was in a restaurant you would never see. Just being on a Marvel film would be awesome. But um, I, I I have a lot of respect for for what DC Comics is doing right now because they they've kind of come in at the end of <laughs> at the end of the game. In, in my opinion, is now they want to do kind of like their own MCU universe. They're doing you know um, a DC universe. Um, I just don't. I don't feel they they have put their feet down firm enough on what they really want to do because Suicide Squad was hilarious. I mean, I I thought it was funny. Um, But then you watch Batman versus Superman, and there was a a lot of serious tones, yet some humor in it. So films like Wonder Woman that's coming out, which I have been looking forward to for, I feel like, two years, two-plus years, um, I think they just need to find what tone they really want because I think they realized one of the beauties of Marvel Comics like movies is the humor like it's a comic book movie you know we're not taking it that serious you know we have a talking raccoon in a tree i mean come on and i think that's what dc comics is going (laughs) to end up like really getting to themselves where they understand we do want some humor but having a little having their genre a little darker i I think will make them will benefit them and by making them different because they don't want to copy what Marvel's doing. They, they want to be different. So I, I have a lot of hope with what they're doing, especially with like Wonder Woman. I, I've been impressed with every trailer I've seen. Nice. Nice. Okay. So uh, the next question is who would you play in Star Wars? I would have to be a Sith. I would have to be a villain. I don't think I can play the <laughs> arrow. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to be like a descendant of a Palpatine. I don't know. I feel like I would have to be a bad guy in some way. But, um, but just, uh, you know, I'm really sad because my dream had always um, been to, to meet uh, Carrie Fisher. Like that was one of my bucket list things and my heart's absolutely broken. But just to have, be honest, of course, a set with Star Wars and seeing, um, you know, all of the actors and being on set, I, I really wouldn't care. They could put me in a little robot and I just sit in the corner and make beep noise. I really, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. That's right. So uh, we're getting near the end here. So uh, talk a little bit about some of the projects you've got coming up here in 2017 and uh, how fans can uh, keep up with your work. Oh, well, um, well, currently, like you said earlier, I'm filming Fat Guy with a Shotgun with Growth Media Productions. Then I'm, I'm filming a short film, um, Life from Silicone Manga Studios. Um, and then R Not 15, which, um, oh my gosh, Right um, Summit Productions, that's coming up. The Arcan Wars um, went from Mythology Studios. 
And I'm actually directing my own film um, called uh, Dave Profundus that hopefully will come out sometime in June. But, um, yeah, there's a bunch. I mean, people can check me out on my Facebook page. It's my first name, last name. Um, um, my website, you know, same thing, Elizabeth Gimenez. No, no, no periods or, or underscores or anything. But my Twitter account, I'm on Instagram too. But um, from your website, you put all the links there. So if they just click on that, they can find me. I'm always online. I, I'm, I, I'm a little social butterfly. I like being online. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, well, uh, Liz, it's been great. I definitely have you on again. Uh, you know, uh, I know you got your film coming out in June, and you got a lot of lot of projects. So just thank you, thank you. Break legs and have a fantastic night. You too. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. All right, folks, I encourage you all out there in Radio Land to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Under the dark, you pacify me. Hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight. Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before you came Now I'm seeing myself in you Danger 